0: June is Immigrant Heritage Month, and this is our series of immigrant stories the voices and experiences of people who came from near and far to make a life in the United States and contributing to the growth and diversity of our society with their knowledge, skills, and cultural heritage Welcome to Radioplasma, I'm Johan Vega. This is the story of Luis Salazar from Peru. He currently lives in the city of Holyoke, Massachusetts, and he is a documentalist, photographer, musician, and media creator.
1: My name is Luis Salazar, not Luis, not Louis, not Luis. And I don't care if people, like, use a different way of pronouncing my name. But I think this is a great opportunity, like, to... Clarify, that is Luis. It's very simple. L-U-I-S. I moved here around five years ago. If you ask me in 2012 if my life was going to be in the United States, I would probably answer, oh, no. Why? I moved here because I fell in love with my partner and then after she moved to Lima, where I am from, to Lima, Peru, we decided to come here. She needed to like fulfill her professional work and her goals. And I was actually pretty solid in many ways. I, I went through uh, 20 years of experience in a big corporation, in a media corporation. I opened my own business with uh, a couple of friends. I was able to make a living through content creation. I had a wonderful apartment in a place that I wanted to be, Lima, close to the ocean. And just like the fact that I was going to move into the US was merely because I felt like I wanted to start living with this person. So I sold everything. I remember the last month in my apartment in Lima, and I remember clearly how. I think the first you know the first moment of uh, of the process of like getting rid of everything it's like it's, for me it was not painful. It was just like the two hours before I was about to like leave the apartment I was exhausted I was completely devastated by the fact that it was the first time I was aware that that was the last time I was gonna be there, and the last time I was gonna be like. Uh, five blocks away from my my family, my parents. I survived a long process of taking care of my dad that was sick uh, back then. Thinking b- in retrospective, I was just crying about not just like leaving the country, I was crying about like letting things go. And it's not letting th- material things go. It was more about letting a whole community a group of friends, my gravity center at the moment I show up in in j f k not knowing if i was gonna stay there i couldn't i didn't decide then that i was gonna be that I was gonna move in into the u s took a few months to to go through that decision and then actually move forward into like my proper like, process of immigration. I wouldn't say legal immigration. I we'll would say, like, more bureaucrat immigration. It was interesting because, like, this is my sixth country. So going into different places, moving around cities, I moved to New York City uh, knowing how a city was going to look like. And... I guess my first, like, insight was, like, okay, I am here. I need to get a job. Quickly, I realized that getting a job was not going to be easy. Not because of my lack of experience, but because, like, my resume before moving into New York City was completely neglected. I remember this episode of, like, going through an interview and, like, the person that was performing this interview was basically, she folded the section that was, um, basically she folded 20 years of experience and just focused on a couple of things that I was able to accomplish in, in New York City in my first year. Then I, I have to learn another new concept for me, which was basically that I was a, all of a sudden a, a brown person, that I was all of a sudden Latino. And it was clear back then, that even have to be labeled as Latino or as a brown person, that didn't, like, even in New York City, that even prevent me to be, have to deal with all sorts of, like, experiences connected with racism and discrimination. By the time I was more established, I remember the Paris attacks, and there was some sort of, like, reaction in New York City because of, you know, the... 9/11 trauma, and I was called out several times, like, um, "You fucking Muslim, get out of the country." And with everything in place in that direction, I, I had to decide between two options: um, uh, Should I stay here, or should like I basically move forward and like try to like navigate through this? I think, of course, it was more an emotional decision than rational one but it gives me a lot of perspective I think people don't understand that even if you move to the U.S. uh, in a way that is more correct or legal or appropriate that doesn't prevent that this is a racist country this country doesn't like to adopt new people anymore that there's no equal opportunities for everybody and there's no freedom for everybody. That's something that I've been been confirming and and challenging multiple times. The fact that I'm saying this on a microphone may prove the contrary, but it's not the institutional level that it's in trouble. It's just like the unconscious or very conscious bias. It's just the everyday life. It's just like being profile all the time just by driving around just by commuting in in general i think one of the um, the most interesting experiences in my life was just like getting into any airport and having to by default go into a small room that i think most americans don't know and that is basically to double check your profile your whatever they have about you and that's something that it was not even like that thorough. I, I I think in all the times that I've been there it was just like a way that would check something in exactly like 30 seconds and then just let you go but but just going there makes you like feel completely vulnerable. So I learned about three things in my first let's say 3 years in the US that I was brown that I was not equal and that I was vulnerable that doesn't make me a victim and that never create an oppressed reality for me I quickly figured out that the only way to move through or move forward was by doing what I was just like trained to do what my passion was about and my passion was about, like, telling stories. And I am a documentarian. I'm a storyteller by nature. I interview people. I'm a journalist by profession. And I I went through the... I used my fresh eyes and my approach and my background to create content. I developed a, a series of short documentaries about my first neighborhood in the U.S. and Grand Highs, Brooklyn, and I... And I was able to like pull out not just uh, with with of course like support of a, a wonderful producer, but also like with the support of a whole community to pull out uh, my first series of documentaries here. And then when I move into Western Massachusetts, like having to readjust the whole process over over again, people think that just because you are here, you are absolutely and completely fine. That it's more, more or less like your problem. People also think that because you're Latino, you have to check certain boxes that are very clear. And when you're not in that range, then you are uh, a puzzle. I have to deal with puzzle faces multiple times. And I think for most immigrants that I know that are my friends from different parts of the world, we have to learn that there's no way that we're gonna make it if we don't prove ourselves at least three times minimum so we always prove three or four times minimum and that's okay for us now we keep challenging communities challenging mindsets challenging every professional scenario that we are we're facing and i feel like we are agents of change in some respect i think i'm a good dancer but i that's not necessarily the only way to describe my passion for music i'm a i'm an active record collector and if i don't want to dance i will just stay in a corner with a drink if i'm excited i'm not necessarily going to just like talk loud and be the stereotype that it's performing in every single series about a Latino. I come from a town that is equidistant to New York. And we have an overcast sky most, most of the year. And so that kind of like shapes our personality. So I'm like quiet sometimes. I'm social for sure, but not necessarily like over cheaper. Not everything is positive. I come from an education that was European-based and also challenged by my reality and the the reality of, of, of many South American countries, which is like, okay, we have to deal with authoritarian figures, and so we have to be critical. We have to analyze reality in a way that it's important to be critical and having finding other sources of opinion and listening to sometimes all sorts of opinions about things. So we know about peace. We know about the importance of peace. We don't like war. War is basically the mother of many of our most ancient issues. We also can be cosmopolitan, and that's something that is also a challenge. We are, in many respects, if we were lucky enough, if we work enough in our lives, we learn ourselves how to, to be citizens of the world. Going back to more my personal story, I feel like, as I heard from this amazing comedian, we are different, but we love to be treated equally. We are equals. And that's a concept that you learn by just going everywhere around the world, that we have all sorts of differences, and that's that's a privilege. That's a a real privilege. There's a, a thing that I question a lot, just because I, uh, I'm super annoying sometimes. And I question uh, a lot the word white privilege or that expression. I name it white benefit. Because in Spanish, privilege means like owner. I'm honored to be part of this or not part of this. I'm honored to be a friend of this person. I'm honored to like be surrounded by this community. So in the same way, I feel the privilege of being able to just like keep moving around, keep working, keep doing my projects, keep doing projects with other people, and feel like there's nothing, nothing less about our approach to things. And it's just a perception that has been like very powerfully amplified by the Korean administration. So, I then also came here with a professional visa, which means that I was not necessarily, like, qualified to be an extraordinary professional that will be part of a global company in the U.S. I'm a self-employed person, which means that I have to, like, really challenge the nine to five and make a living from that. I'm also an artist here, and I'm not obsessed not depressed, not sad because I can't perform my art all the time. I just go for it and work for it, and that's the ethos that that comes along with my family, uh, bringing. So, I'm very on the fence with patronizing attitudes, with condescending narratives, with a deep ignorance, and especially with something inherent. Of the human species, which is which is basically the capacity to ask questions and to learn more about the other. I'm known in every single little place that I have my daily life, just because I ask questions and I don't don't ignore whoever is around me at all. And I think as an immigrant, that's what I can put on the table: a really relentless, straightforward. Intentional capacity to ask questions and to take and to be attentive and caring from the people
0: around me For every person their own situation and circumstances are unique and the concept of home could refer to the very place We are right now the place we left behind or even the places we've been through We ask Luis what home means to him home for me is a beautiful
1: land without boundaries. That's my mental home. Like, I don't sit down here and analyze people based on any other unconscious bias or, I can rephrase this, in, in this land, in this imaginary land, I never challenge people based on the way they look, they talk, they think, as long as they present themselves as they are. So, yeah, I've been questioning the idea of home for all my life. Even when I thought I was home, I write songs, and that's my my hobby. I am a I used to be a musician full time, but not anymore. And uh, I think that's a way to like to put out my thoughts and insights. And I remember uh, listening to a recording that I made like probably fifteen years ago, and it was about questioning uh, where was was my home. And I think home for me is a mental space. Home has a shape of a community. If I can't find the community, I try to build one with others. And that's a way that I can feel like I can just like rely on other people sometimes and or be supportive to the same people. And I feel that the trip is not over. Like Who knows what's going to happen in the next five years? Who knows where I'm going to be in the next 20? But... Even if I stay here for the rest of my life, which is not a problem, I feel like my community—it's it's a, it's a human-based one, and it is in the little things that entitles that I feel like much much comfortable with. So, everybody can say, "Do you miss your country? Do you miss your, do you miss your language? Do You miss your like, your your hometown, your parents?" Yes, definitely. I mean, I have many friends that are part of my road, but I know that they are an important part of my road in my story, but not necessarily the only ones. So there's always space for new ones. There's always a space for being proud of whatever I have in, in my present. I don't have this gene of reaction towards the things that I don't know. And that's something that I appreciate A lot comes from my family, always puts me in trouble, but always at the same time, makes me feel like I don't have to own a place. I Just need to like be there, be present, be active,
0: and keep working for change. Connected with home is the sense of identity. Linking the roots, origins, cultural background, and what Luis saw and experienced growing up in Peru he speaks of the most outstanding elements that reflect his identity.
1: People don't have uh, an idea of how important is uh, the dominant culture of the time. So while I was listening at six years old Stevie Wonder record, at the same time I was getting obsessed about Peruvian pre-Incan history, and at the same time I was uh, in love with Argentinians and writing from the se- 70s at the same time I was connecting with all the music that my mom will be obsessed with which was all Mexican so the image of my roots is always complex and always like uh, f- fascinating and fun I love 50s rock and roll with the same passion I can enjoy and, and love uh, Traditional Andean wine no? thing. There's I don't I don't see the difference in terms of like I there's definitely musical difference, but there's not a different value in any of those. So I watch a bunch of like the television, the TV that was important for this culture, and I also watch the things that were important important for Latin America, and, and I also read a lot that was connected with most of the latin american like writers from the 70s and with the same curiosity i i went all over the kafka's books and i think i believe in the people these days are able to like define their their own like gender and i think i have the right to define my own culture in the way i want it's it's my own remix I'm the DEA of my own party. So my identity is just like the remix of my own culture. That was basically a culture that I learned from different sources in the, in, in my, my life.
0: What it means, immigration.
1: Immigration has a different meaning in the different parts of the world. I mean, I think there's a long tradition for having the... Dilemma of us versus the others, and I feel like immigration—it's different in the Anglo-Saxon world. Of course, I don't want to generalize, but yes, immigration is different in uh, in a city in a country. Sorry, like like Brazil, uh, immigration is dif- is different in in Colombia. Immigration is different in Italy. It's just the fact that. It's because immigration is, is basically just like, it's not a philosophical word. It doesn't have a philosophical uh, meaning for me. Immigration is a process from moving from point point A to moving to point B. I will I will replace in my in my case immigration with establish myself somewhere else, being established in a place that it's very obsessed on how things are or how things are supposed to be based on like the image of the fifties, basically it's just like a challenge in terms of like, okay, I'm great. That's the way that you think things are supposed to be. But for me, the challenge is more like uh, inviting. I challenge people to like, just like recreate their own identity in their own country just by observing around them. And I feel like that's, for me, the, the way to establish myself. It's just like being part of a collective effort to just, like, ask that question. And sometimes people never ask that question ever in their lives. Or if they do, they, they connect that with their parents or their upbringing or some trauma somewhere. But never they never question, like, the, the way... Things are supposed to be, because it is what it is, and it is what it is is not an answer. And I don't want to digress and much with your question, but I feel like immigration is the process that is required based on like a uh, hundred and fifty years old like way of doing geopolitics. But I was th- I'm thinking just like how how different it was for the people like five hundred years ago. They would just a move and establish somewhere else and and then have to follow the rules of like whatever was around. Or they did not didn't have the chance. They were just like assimilated by other culture. So I think that overall there's a difference between immigration and having to like move to another place. In the same way like people move into this country for different reasons for like hundreds of years they move here and establish here itself here they basically created their own like rules and their own ways to like connect and their own ways to like live together they created their own ways to relieve democracy and i i have a clear idea that there should not be a fight for that it's just like uh okay these are the our rules okay i can follow them or just leave so yeah i think i'm digressing but yeah, I think that immigration is a very particular, like, word.
0: What it means for Luis to be here? That's a great question. I, I,
1: what it means to me to be here. Here, it's an excellent exercise for me to be present. To never take something for granted. Prove myself, of course, it's, like, a, annoying. Of course, it's a challenge. Of course, it's a lot of work. But it keeps me humble keeps me down to earth i'm not justifying this in terms of like what other people are, are doing to other people i'm just saying that and this, this is all never a, a server line and it's just like something that what it means to me be, be here because i cannot change that in one second in one day and i don't have even like the capacity to make that happen i can just like contribute in, with a little like I can have a little contribution for that, but that's it. Be here feels always now like, in certain ways, like my new home. Or my new space. I don't know. I am. I'm very optimistic usually, even though I I had a hard time. People, this is something that I want to bring here. Is basically said, like you must miss home, because like you know we're different, and I said. I don't think you are that different I think I miss home because I miss my specific connections that are attached in that specific place but every time I take the flight back here it is the last five minutes of the trip when I'm just about to get to my house that I say oh my god I just need to be home and relax so I think that that is just being present and not hooked with the past, grumpy about what it was my best time in Lima, close to the oceans, with my own company ongoing, with uh, my friends around playing music. No, it is my present where I just like go to downtown Holyoke, park the car, deal with my family here. And love my family here. Connect with my friends and go for a beer. And just be have a simple way of existing. So I know that that's a privilege. I know that not everybody that goes through this experience have this privilege. Or this are in this situation. But I think if you want to change your own internal bias against immigrants or against people that are not part of you or that was not born in the the US, just approach and ask questions. And we don't need your pitiness. We don't need your condescending love. We only need just like the chance to be equals.
0: Luis Salazar received his naturalization certificate on June 5th, 2019, becoming a new citizen of the United States, being now able to vote and continue his journey as an immigrant. Here to stay. This is our series of immigrant stories in celebration of Immigrant Heritage Month on Radioplasma. I am Johan Rashi Vega, producer and host. Thank you for listening.